the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. It's four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. I'm at your service for the next two hours, but my wife Renee is sitting here, and she's going to go garage sailing after one hour. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I might. You might? It's getting a little late. All the good stuff's gone. Yeah, you need to come come closer to your mouth, just like always. Okay. All right, now talk so we can set you up. Hello, Mark. Good morning. She's still low? Yes, it sounds like she's on another mic. Yeah. This one, try this one. Folks, we're having a little technical difficulties that's unrelated to Welcome my to wife. It's How's just, that? Oh, perfect. Well, that works good. Keep talking. Where's, oh, there we go. Okay. It's on the opposite side. Well, Is I had it? you on mic four when you were really on mic Salem, three. Come on, get with the program. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We got two hours of this. We got to get ready. We can't be fighting for two hours. <laughs> oh, yeah, we can. <laughs> yeah. We did all the way up here this morning. 602 508 960 You're more than welcome to join us. If you have a car question or a car problem, then give us a call. Car problems are something that, as you well know, dominates my life. Yes, it does. And we had a gentleman that called in the other day that he had an oil pressure light, or didn't call in, but sent me an email. Had an oil pressure light on. His wife stopped it, and she was traveling. Mm-hmm. And his wife stopped, and they said the oil was low, and so they added oil to it. Then it came on again, and she had somebody check it, and they said it was too high. So we got the red oil light on, and he says, you know, what should I do? And actually, he's looking for a reason to get rid of the car, I suspect. Okay. But, of course, his wife may have other plans. Sure. So I say to him, the thing that bothers me the most is, is when we have low oil pressure, the engine begins to clatter. It's an obvious clatter. Mm-hmm. So we don't have that. So what we do is have a red oil light, but we don't have the symptom that goes along with low oil pressure. Then I said... If if at 30 and 40 and 50 and 60, there's no light, but it's 70 and higher, then the oil pump screen that sucks the oil into the system could be plugged up. So the light comes on at 70 miles an hour because we have a restricted oil pressure problem, but doesn't come on at 60 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And that would be pull the oil pan, replace the oil pump and the screen, the pickup assembly or the screen. So we, we talked about that. But I don't know... I think he understood, well, I know he understood everything we said, mm-hmm. but I, I really do think that's nothing more than an oil pressure switch that's bad. Okay. And um, I, I think that's, but from a from a customer's point of view, the customer wants you to take the oil pressure switcher out, put in a manual gauge, 
go drive it mm -hmm. and see what the actual oil pressure is. Because if you're driving it and the oil pressure drops down below 10, then the, the light is correct. The light is saying, I got a problem. Okay. And then you check it hot, you check it cold, you check it 30, you check it at 80. You usually do the test drives at 80 for us. Sure. And uh, <clears throat> up and down residential streets. <laughs> uh -huh. How fast were we going this morning? Um, at that speed limit was 65, and I might have been over three or four miles an hour. Yeah, 30 or 40. Oh, Go ahead. I was not. You're telling these people fibs. <laughs> fibs, fibs, fibs. But those who know you know I'm not. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, those that don't know you, you, you don't tell the truth anyway. I'm, and they trust me. Okay? Are you changing the subject now? <laughs> no, I'm going to do a, a brought to you by, uh, this portion of one of the who's brought to you by Automatic Transmission Exchange. Phil's been around since 1968. He's been around since transmission automatic transmissions were first made. He he knows the fundamentals on how it works. The difference between yesteryear and now is is that yesteryear we used to shift the transmission based on your throttle and engine RPM and um, that's about it. Speed, I guess. So we would shift your transmission that way. Today we we shifted based on electronics all the way. We're looking at a variety of things to know when to shift from first to second. But if you understand the fundamentals, then figuring out what's going on after that is a piece of cake. 40th Street in Washington, automatic transmission exchange. If you drive up and down um, Washington, uh, actually, you're going to just go one way on Washington, but if you go up and down Washington, you'll see automatic transmission exchange at 40th Street, and he's been there for a very, very long time. So we've had an exciting week at work. Nothing very special. Nope. And no complaints? No, not that I've heard. Okay. Um, so you chime in on this story, okay? Okay. Um, t the end result is this. I'll tell the end before I tell the beginning. Uh, a gentleman takes his car into a repair shop, and he has a, a coolant leak. Okay. And they they tell him, and he has extraordinary miles on this. They tell him that they think it's the head gaskets, and it's a diesel. They, they think it's a head gasket, and... They say, if we take the heads off, we could be opening up a huge can of worms. The heads could lead to new heads or resurfacing or a valve job. And By the time we get done, we're going to be approaching this the, the cost of a new engine. Mm -hmm. So rather than take a chance w because of this coolant leak, we're just simply going to bid a new engine for $14,000. Okay? Now, I don't know the gentleman... Who brought the car into us? I don't think he was a customer. I think he was a brand new guy. So he brings it into us, and he says, "Would you check the coolant leak?" Um, the truck goes back to Adam, our senior diesel tech, mm -hmm. and he says the oil cooler's bad, and it's leaking. So they put in an oil cooler, and the problem is solved. I don't remember what it cost, but it was three or four or five hundred dollars. That's to take the oil cooler off get a new oil cooler, put it back on, bleed it, and clean up the mess that all that coolant left. So now the question becomes, what happened on the other $14,000 estimate? What what was going on? Mm -hmm. Now, there's there's different kinds of, oil, of, of um, auto repair facilities. You got the chain stores. So those are usually franchises, mm -hmm. and they're usually run by somebody who is a franchisee. You got those guys. Now, some of the franchises have decided that they don't make enough money on the transmission, so now they're going into all the other 
car repair stuff. And admittedly, we don't see the transmission problems today we saw in yesteryears. We've mm-hmm. been in business 39 years. They're real odd problems, and you don't sometimes even realize they're a transmission issue or Yeah, whatever. you're right. Mm-hmm. But in reality, in the olden days, in the 70s and 80s and even the 90s, we would see transmissions at least once a week, right. a, a bad one. Mm-hmm. Today, we really might see three or four or five a year. Yeah. So it's not it's not a real pr- predominant problem. And, of course, you, you understand that. You understand, and I understand that if your market dries up, you either go out of business or you start doing something else. Mm-hmm. So we've got the, in, or the we've got the franchise stores and they're focused the specialty shops so to speak, tires, transmissions, glass, whatever. Then you've got the independent repair shop, then you got the chain store, mm-hmm. and then you got the dealers. Mm-hmm. So you've got a ver- wide variety of of car repair places you can go to. So I don't know Oh, I, I do. I know where he came from, mm-hmm. and I I know that this is what we did. This is not about me being a hero. This is about talking about what was going on on the other end. It could have been a young technician that's never seen a General Motors oil cooler leak. Right. So he could have honestly misdiagnosed it because he was assigned the vehicle that he really shouldn't have been. Mm-hmm. He didn't have the experience necessary to really accomplish this. He knew that if we had an internal engine problem that it might turn ugly based on two or 300,000 miles, whatever the truck had on it. So he he left that door open. Now, the service rider doesn't know crap from Shinola. Most okay? of the, them, yep, they ser- don't. Service riders don't understand uh, mechanical issues. They're, they are nothing more than the conduit between the customer and the, and the technician. They're supposed to facilitate that communication. So the young guy could have just not been experienced enough. He could have also recognized the mileage mm-hmm. and and then created this story that said, because of all the things, it's kind of like operating on a dog that's 20 years old. Lots of things can go wrong. So go get a new dog. Yeah. So he, the rap comes from either the service rider or the technician you're better off just to get a $1,400 engine. But that's still tied to his inability to diagnose it properly. Then you have the ugly part of it where, as we just spoke, transmissions are three and four and five a year now, where they used to be three and four and five a month. So we got technicians that are, that are not, and most of them are on commission, so they're not really making the living they used to make. So there's an, the, the, that perpetuates the need to enhance the ticket to enhance my compensation. Yep. There's no two ways about that. Yep. We've had technicians we've hired that have done that, that didn't last long. Mm -hmm. It's pretty easy to figure that out. Yep. But with the the industry like it is today, with all these new cars that have a 100,000-mile warranty on the motors, they have drivetrains that even go past that. You've got cars that need oil changes every 15,000 miles instead of 3,000 miles. We've got owner's manual... We used to do a lot of service at 30,000 miles. Yep. That's now 70. Some of those things don't even start looking in the owner's manual till 70, 80,000 miles. Right. So our industry's lost a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And so and then the more that we open, then that trims off everybody else's work. So if you if you're in a geographical area in a zip code all by yourself, you're fine. Mm-hmm. But if all of a sudden ten guys move in, your business just got divided by eleven. Right. So those are the kinds of things, and and I'm not saying that 
that there's that everybody's abandoned. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm saying there's a lot of other reasonable explanations, like the kid just didn't have the experience, sure, or the kid didn't know better, and it was an honest mistake. Um, or it could have been some technician that decided to sell a $14,000 motor when re- he really knew that it was an oil cooler. We've had the same problems. Yeah, I mean, that's happened to us before where we gave them a bid and then they come back and say, oh, you know, $400 fixed it or whatever. And yeah. and we just flat missed it. We did. Yeah. We did. And there's another reason when we flat missed it is they bring it in for symptoms, symptoms A, B, and C, Mm -hmm. when we charge them and give them the car, and then they come back and A, B, and C are still there. Right. That's happened to us. Sure. When that happens to us, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong, because you always do, Mm -hmm. we just give them their money back. Yeah. Just give them their money back and put it back the way we did. If they give us a chance to start over, Mm -hmm. some of them don't want to do that. That's okay with me. So when you look at the big picture, you see that... That, but what I'm what I'm really saying is is what here's my question to you: okay. What percentage of our industry and all those ramifications, the franchises, the independent repair, the chains, and the dealers? What percentage of all that is really bandits? I don't know, maybe ten, fifteen. I, and I would have said twenty. Okay. I would have said I'll go along with your ten yeah. to twenty if we okay. can agree okay. on that. Yeah. Ten to twenty percent of the guys out there aren't playing the aren't playing by the rules. Right. And they're they're just simply buttering their own bread. The, yeah. the focus is on me, not you. Right. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, and we see magazines all the time. You know how to upsell. We get calls all the oh. time. How to upsell your customer? What to say? What to do? And it's just it gets really frustrating to read that over and over and over again, and know that people buy into it and they do that. Yeah, we're going to take a break in a minute. But he, yeah. here's the deal. Yeah. You're exactly right. How many trade magazines? After 39 years, do I get a month? A lot. I don't know. I read all of them to cover to cover. And then what I do is I dog ear the pages and put a little tab on there and put it on the lunchroom table in some technical, this is what happened and it took us forever to diagnose it. So I'm putting that on the lunch table for all the guys. Right. But in those magazines, every single version has some expert. One of the guys' name is Chubby. So Chubby tells everybody that if you're not making this much money and if your tickets aren't this high, then you need to do this and you need to sell this and and call it a maintenance inspection and do all this other kind of stuff. And this will bring up your bottom line and make you millionaires. Mm-hmm. And if you hire me, I'll come in and give you a private analysis of your process and then you'll make more money. Yeah. So, yes, the answer is, is we have all kinds of experts. Now, here's the problem with the experts. They all at one time had a shop. They show it in their resume. Mm-hmm. I've been in this business 20 years. Now they're working as a consultant. I suggest to you that you can make more money working on cars than you can be a consultant. Yeah. And I'm suggesting, my question to them is, is how come you aren't in the business? Right. If you know how to make gold out of oil, mm-hmm. then why aren't you in the business? Yeah. And how are you telling me how to run my shop when I look into your history and find out you couldn't even run your own? Okay, yep. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We'll be back in a minute. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road, We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m., and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. 
Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle, and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. Share, like, comment, tweet. Are these foreign terms to your business? They may not be to your competition and the reason you're losing sales. We're Salem Surround. We take the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders, letting you run your business while we deliver customers. We offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales. Learn more by logging on to surroundphoenix.com. Surroundphoenix.com. Connecting you with new customers. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. This Sunday on Middle East Radio Forum, Kenneth Chimmerman, political writer and conservative activist, executive director of the Foundation for Democracy in Iran, will discuss why Iran remains the major threat to peace in the Middle East. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. we got a couple of callers, but folks, we don't talk during the break because that's called doing the show before the show. Yeah, but so. I did want to get back to one thing on when you were talking about that large estimate that that guy got. It's always good. I would say $1,000 or even $500, whatever you're comfortable with, to get a second opinion from somebody because you're spending a lot of money and you want to make sure that that's going to fix what your problem is. Okay, and the alternative is this. The alternative is is to look them in the eye and say, my symptoms are going to be gone, mm-hmm. guaranteed. You're going to be under your estimate by at least a dollar, mm-hmm. and your estimate's an out-the-door price. Mm-hmm. I want all my old parts back. Yeah. And then go get the other estimate because nail them down, mm-hmm. nail them down. This is the estimate. This is the diagnosis, all that kind of stuff. Just nail the shop down. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. No, there isn't. Okay. Yeah. Harker's Automotive is a good place. 38th Avenue and Indian School. Bob and Ellen run Larry Harker's Auto. Been around a long time. Don, uh, Bob's been one of the best diagnosticians I've ever met in my life. He is a gray-haired guy. He has more experience than any two young uh, shop owners that I know of, any three mm-hmm. shop owners that I know of, and I respect the young guys. Yeah. There's a lot of good guys out there. So, But if you're anywhere near 38th Avenue and Indian School and you don't have a shop, then may I suggest you try Harker's. If you have a car that nobody else can fix and you live in that area, then you need to take it by and talk to Bob. Let's go to the phones. Bob? Bob to Bob. Mm-hmm. How can I help you? Hi, Mark. Hi, Renee. Hi. So, Monday... I'm taking my wife's 2015 Equinox in for a 100,000-mile service, and the owner's manual says I should have the transmission fluid replaced, the brake fluid, and the spark plugs. But it says at 150, I should inspect the accessory drive belt for fraying. But you think I should just have them replace the accessory drive belt anyway? I'm, I'm after all the years I've been in business, I'm kind of an eight-year, 80,000-mile guy on belts and hoses. It seems to us that, first of all, if you lose a belt on the road or if you lose a hose on the road, almost always there's some extra 
work we have to do to put you back together. So, you know, you're gonna, you're at the worst case, you overheat and run the engine. Um, so, uh, you know, the 150 is a little far, and he did say 2015. So he's four years. Was that right? You said 15. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he's four years old. Yeah. So I, I four years and 100,000 miles is a little less than my eight and 80. But, but it sounds like he drives enough. quite a few miles a year. So. Yeah. So. You could ask them to do that. Mm-hmm. That would give you time to bid the work. Mm-hmm. But you're talking about all the hoses and all the belts. Now, here's my key, my tr- my offerings to you. Here's my suggestion. You tell them you want your belts and hoses back. You wrap them up in some big plastic bag and stick them in the corner of your trunk. If you get stuck in Wilcox, Arizona on a Sunday because your belt breaks or you need a hose, there's a good chance he's not going to have your hose. But he can install your old one. So keep the old belts and hoses in the trunk. That's your kind of call. You could ask them for their opinion. But I'm really impressed about this. Bob says, my owner's manual says. Yeah, that that's a good miles. thing. <laughs> no one ever does that. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever does that. They don't come in. They don't even know what their owner's manual says. But there's a lot of, not a lot, there are some shops out there that are selling these two fluid changes, transmission and brake. You need to do that every 30. Right. You need to do that at 60. So they're speeding up that process, and that's clearly buttering your own bread and not taking care of your customer. So Bob's going to go in there with his guns. So it's, um, his, He's ready. He's ready. I'm not going to say. He's armed with, yes. Yeah, with with, uh, with information. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's really, if he came into our store, we, we would say to him, wow. Mm-hmm. Because our customers don't do that. Yeah, they, they say, "Will you check and see what I need to have done at sixty thousand miles or whatever?" Or whatever. Yeah. So, Bob, you know that that's a flip of a coin. But I agree, the transmission and brake fluid is something that you should have done. So, mm-hmm. I, I think it's left up to you. I'm thinking that that's going to be a bill that's going to be probably north of three hundred easy. Yeah. And now you got coolant too. So you've got a coolant flush, you got a couple gallons of coolant or one and a half gallons of coolant. You got all the belts, you got all the hoses, you got hose hose clamps. Yeah, well he was just asking about the belt, not necessarily the hoses, but you think the hoses should I think you do them both together. Okay. Because there's there's a benefit there. There's some duplication of labor. So I think you do them together and, and that's what it is. Anyway, thanks Bob. That was a great question. Thank you very much. Richard, you're up next. How can we help you? The table. Yeah. Go ahead. Hello? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Oh, this is Richard. Hey. Yes, sir. Um, I was talking to somebody else. Hey, I have a 2006 uh, Chevy Silverado with a six-liter engine, and I'm having a uh, couple bolts have already broken off, three of them actually, on the uh, exhaust manifold. Mm-hmm. And was who can fix those? And you know... Well, it's not really who can fix those. It's who's done it many times before. Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Gosh, what part of town do you live in? I live in East Mesa. Okay. I would stop at Thompson's at uh, Main Street in Stapley. Yeah. I mean, he's been around a long time. He's been around a very long time. You have to go in there. Pretend you were at my shop. I'd say to you, there's about 75% chance we're going to get all three of those out. There's also a 25% chance that we're going to break our easy out in one of those studs, and that's going to create a problem. Now, we could put bolts around it, but we're still going to have an exhaust leak. So the, the problem is is you, you have an 06, so you're, what, 13 years old. Mm-hmm. Those bolts right. have been heated up and cooled down oh, yeah. a million times. But I would say that you have 75 to 80% chance that somebody's going to get all three of those out. 
Now, and let me ask yeah, you, do you have a ticking noise? Oh, yeah. It's really bad now because two okay. of them are broken right next to you. It's the back one on the uh, driver's side and the one right next to it. So you hear explosions, and you know what I mean? Yeah. Clicking really loud until it warms up and then it disappears. Okay. Now, basically. now we're talking about access, too. You can see those yeah. two broken bolts at the back of the motor, but you got to get yeah. a drill and stuff in there. <laughs> right. So uh, worst case scenario is, worst case, is you pull the head. Uh-huh. You know, you pull the yeah. intake, you pull the head, you send it to the machine shop. They're going to chuck it up in a in a piece of equipment, a big vice, and they're going to drill them straight. And they got bits to take our easy outs out, and we're going to sure. use heat, and we're going to soak them in penetrating oil and all that other kind of stuff. So that's worst case scenario. So a, you, yeah. those those are your choices. I want to tell you, can though, Thompsons do that though? Yeah, I'm, I'm quite okay. sure that they would take that. I'm quite sure they would take that. the The other issue is is. <sighs> Really and truly, how often do we see this happen? Three, four, five times a year? We're yeah, not, di- we're not digging broken studs no, out. What, whatever you've done wrong, you need to stop doing that because you're being punished for these three broken bolts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> did you do it or well, did somebody yeah, I else do it? I was living with the two broken ones, <laughs> and then the third one broke the other day, and it's not so bad until you get, you know, it's pretty noisy the first 15 minutes. Yeah. And it's and nothing it that you away. had. To, yeah, you didn't have anything to do with this. You weren't putting a, an air ratchet on any of these. They just broke oh, no. on their own. You know, yeah, exactly. Well, the first time it was making that clicking noise, and the, the first one, the first two broke, I thought, well, maybe it's a lifter noise or something. I didn't know. And then it went away when it got warmed. And then I thought somebody said it could be that. And I looked, and sure enough. All right. Well, the only possibility, I'm up against a time break here, but the only possibility, Uh the only other possibility is your wife took your truck and was out drag racing it. She got him really hot and broke those Uh, bolts like a guitar string. We don't do that. We don't do that. You know what? I did tow a trailer once. Oh, and I started making the noise. You know, that's you... kind of thing. After I told that to- trailer, wait a minute. Told that trailer. Go with me on this, okay? okay I'm yeah, trying okay. to get you. Your wife was towing the trailer. You hit your head day before yesterday, and you don't really remember yeah. historically. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much, and tell your wife. Um, thank you for laughing in the background. And then, uh, they're on I Main pres- Street, or where are they? Where yeah, are Main they Street. Again, Main Street, east of Stapley. Stapley. Yeah. Okay, thank you. All right, All you right. betcha. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. There's five. We'll see you then. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. 
this Friday. Don't miss The Best of Enemies, starring Academy Award nominee Taraji P. Henson. I play Ann Atwater, a civil rights activist who was able to approach hate with love. And Academy Award winner Sam Rockwell. But all the better you don't get my way. Well, I'm going to get in your way. If you change one heart, you can change the world. I have a Bible. And then you ought to know, same God made you, made me. The Best of Enemies, based on the untold true story. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. In theaters Friday. Hey, everyone. You know, let's all stop what we're doing right now and take a moment. That felt good, huh? Just like that, we had a nice, special sort of moment. Together. Of course, they don't all need to be quiet moments to be special. They could be loud moments, goofy moments, sporty moments, dorky moments. Moments where we talk or walk or just hang out. It doesn't really matter. They all count. Because every time dads like us take a moment like that to spend with our kids, well, it's pretty momentous. (laughs) Sounds like somebody agrees. So let's take a moment to make a moment. Today, call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Vision loss is not something that you feel until it happens. Most people lose their vision from diseases like macular degeneration and glaucoma, not at birth. With macular degeneration, you lose your central vision. You have a blind spot right in the center of your face, so I can't actually see your face. So even that little circle in which I could see became a big blur. I was 65 when I first was diagnosed with glaucoma. There were no symptoms. I had no headaches. Three million Americans have glaucoma, and half don't even know it. 11 million people in the United States have macular degeneration. You lose mobility, independence, changes your entire life. So many eye disorders can be treated if caught early. My husband tells me that I have beautiful brown eyes, and I don't want to lose that. Make a plan today to get your eyes checked. Visit brightfocus.org to learn more. How do we get a diagnosis? What are the stages of the disease? When someone in your life has Alzheimer's, not a day goes by that you don't have questions. Do we need full-time care? Are there any new treatments? So many questions. Where do you start? How will I pay for this? Where can I get extra help? Alzheimer's.gov, a reliable resource for information about Alzheimer's and related dementias. What happens next? Where can I find answers? The answers start here. Well, for 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, this portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Strictly Diesel Service and Repair. Strictly Diesel is up near um, Pinnacle Peak and the I-17, been around a very long time. Nate owns and operates Strictly Diesel. He handles light diesel trucks, domestic and foreign. Now, that's light. That's not the big trucks, but that's light trucks. He also does all kinds of parts so if you're looking for parts and a disc and you want to have a discussion about a part to enhance your diesel or to replace the air filter and put a cold air kit on or whatever you decide nate's a good source of that kind of discussion you can do that on the web as well so if you've got a diesel and you're looking for one of the best shops in town if not the best diesel shop in town strictly diesel service and repair up south of i-17 and pinnacle peak road let's oh you had something 
What you said. Well, I was just going to say, Bob, you know, when we were talking about his belt and his hoses and he had 100,000 miles and this is always a good time to do that stuff anyway because we're coming into the hot months and get it done and get your cooling system ready for the summer. So And 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 you're right, I missed that part. It's here's what I would have said to him if I had remembered. Mm-hmm. If you don't do it now, you do it before next summer. For sure. We're going to kick it off a year. Right. So if you don't do it now, then do it before next summer. Yeah, but he said he drove like 25,000 miles a year. That's a lot because normally isn't it about 12? Yeah, so. 10, 12 to, 10, 10 12. to 15. 10 yeah. to 15. Yeah. Okay, well, good. Thanks for bringing that up. Let's go to the phones, and we've got Dick. And by the way, hang on, Dick. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. And if you got a call, we've got four lines available, but we're going to talk to Dick. Dick, how can we help you? Well, first of all, I want to tell you that you've got one of the greatest voices in radio. Even though somebody didn't care about cars, I think they'd love listening to your show. <laughs> I'm pretty passionate. You, you, I think... you and Sebastian Gorka. <laughs> uh, this may be out of your bailiwick, but you said your lines were open, so I figured okay. it was worth a shot. I have acquired seven Cushman Eagle Husky engines and about eight of their transmissions. These are from the mid-50s. And I wondered if you had any place you could recommend that works on small engines. I do. Who? Well, I've made progress already. Yeah. Absolutely. But I'm I'm not going to be able to tell you that information right now, but I'm going to... The, if I give I just, you my email address, no, 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 no. I'm gonna. I'm talking to my wife. Okay. The machine oh, okay. shop that I bought that suburban from, that old suburban. Yeah. Their father was a Cushman extraordinaire, and he died, and the two boys are now running the machine shop. Okay. I don't know, but last time I was there, I swear I saw a Cushman. Mm-hmm. And 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 if that's the case, they would really be interested. It's more likely than not that they would be interested in what he has, okay. or they would know some other Cushman aficionados. Right. Cushman was a motorcycle that had floorboards, so you sat in the seat and you put your feet on the floorboards. It had a small tire on the front, a small tire on the back, and they probably some of them had a shifter next to the gas tank. You weren't Two around feet. a, a two-speed, a forward. It was a, a one, and then a neutral, and then a two. If I'm not mistaken. You got it. And there was a kid way back when I was 13 years old up in Denver, Colorado, that had a Cushman, and we all loved to ride that thing. Yeah. So you're going to call my son Alan, okay? Okay. And, and it's, have you got a pencil handy? Uh, no, I'm actually walking. Okay. Uh, or just email and, you. Well, yeah, yeah, you can email me, Mark at MarkSalem.com. I'm going to forward it okay. to my son, Alan, because he has the business card mm-hmm. of that okay. machine shop. Okay. And, well, that would uh, be wonderful. I, and, and I think I can pull that off. I can put you in touch with people that know Cushman's inside and out. And I know that the father at, at one or twice had taken one and completely renovated it. Between the time I saw that, it wasn't for sale. Then when Dad died, I think there may have been some sales associated with that. So, righty. Well, Dick, thank you for calling in. If I hit a home run on this, call me back and let me know because my wife doesn't believe I ever do anything right. She complains <laughs> constantly. But anyway, let me know. 602-508-0960. You want to say anything in defense of yourself? Nope. They all know you're... A good okay. storyteller. All right. so. And I am a good storyteller, but there's a lot of truth in what I say. I'm going to tell him a story right now, real quick. A guy brings a VW bug in to our shop. Now, I'm not thumping our chest. They, they need to know there's a lesson behind this. He brings a VW bug, a beautiful BMW, and this had sentimental value, clearly. And he asks us to just go over it. 
Shortly after he got it home, it caught fire. The next day, I think, or two the days. The next day. Yeah. So we bring it back in, but I'm thinking all we did is an oil change and air up the tires and stuff. Why, why is this it? So we bring the car into the shop, and we bring everybody over. Now, I'm an expert in this kind of stuff, but I'm not an expert in fire science. And fire science is cause and origin. So the fire science guys go, well, the origin is here. Now we have to figure the cause. You look at this, and you can clearly tell it's the carburetor. Mm-hmm. So I said, we haven't done any carburetor, da 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 And, you know, what are you guys thinking? Ron, who worked on it, said, I did. I said, it's not on the bill. He said, well, I saw a little fuel leak from that hose right there that feeds the carburetor, and I just tightened up the clamp. Mm-hmm. Well, the fuel hose is gone, and it's clear that when he tightened the clamp, he aggravated. And the hose on there had to have been since Fred Flintstone. Probably since it was new in 69 or 66 or whatever year it was. Yeah. So I, I said to Ron, for... $2 worth of hose and $2 worth of clamp. Why didn't you just replace the hose? Mm-hmm. Why did you just tie? And the hose had to be like original. It's a rubber hose with this cloth around it. And that's original stuff. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we put a complete wiring harness in that. We replaced a whole bunch of stuff underneath the hood. We, Through the grace of God, we didn't have to paint the hood. But we put that VW back better than it ever was. Mm-hmm. We didn't charge you anything. But it, had it not been for Ron raising his hand and said, no, I tightened the fuel clamp, mm-hmm. my conclusion would have been we didn't touch the fuel system at all. Right. And we didn't charge him for any fuel system stuff at all. Right. So when you look at the big picture... But so the moral of your story was is Ron told the truth. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. And you never know when somebody says, hey, this happened right after I got an oil change that maybe it was our fault. And- well, I can give you a hundred other reasons. Okay. We just rotated your tires and you didn't make it two blocks before a tire fell off. That's mine. <laughs> well, of course. Yeah, that's pretty and obvious. The, this lady, was not- the lady who left and she made it half a mile away and her motor smoked yep. because we put the wrong oil filter on it. That's mine. So those kinds of things happen all the time. And they're much easier because, you know, whatever it is. If we put a fan belt on and we didn't plumb it right, Mm -hmm. put it on the right pulleys, and we had it off a notch and it wore a hole through the the lower hose, that's Mm -hmm. ours. And everybody else, 95% of the shops in town, they know. Right. They know if it's theirs or not. But like they you said, I think what we started out as, you don't know what it is until we figure out what the problem is. Or yeah. you well, don't know who's responsible until you find out what the problem was. That's right. So. You don't know whose fault it is until you know what it is. Yes, yeah. Okay, this it was a fire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Ron still works for us. Yeah. He's been with us for how many years? I don't know. He was with us for a while, and then he went away for 10 years, and then he came back, and he's okay. been here a couple of years now again. But his first trip with us was six, seven, eight years. Yeah. So we've almost had him for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Okay, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. If you have any car questions that Renee can answer, give us a call. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. 
Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. You wouldn't dive into a pool without knowing how deep it is. So why would you dig without knowing what's below? Underground utilities are buried all over Arizona. Accidentally strike one and you could be injured or wipe out services like water, power, and internet. Call 811 or click Arizona811.com to have utilities marked first. It's free, easy, and it's the law. Remember, call 811 or click Arizona811.com. Sponsored by Arizona 811 in partnership with the Arizona Broadcasters Association and this station. You need a plan as you get closer to retirement. A plan that will take you from where you are now to the retirement you've always dreamed about. The first step on that path is to tune in to Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8. Your host is Phyllis Sachs-Pilvinas. She's the founder of PSP and Associates. You only retire once, but Phyllis helps people retire every day. Don't miss Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8 on 960 The Patriot. Uh, 44 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, we're going to go all the way till noon, 12 a.m., or yeah, 12 o'clock. So anyway, give us a call if you want, 602-508-0960. Real quick, and then I'm going to get to the calls. Action Auto Repairs at I-17 in Deer Valley, northwest corner. Tom owns it, and I've known him since 1983, which is about the year he started with his business. He's a great guy. He has ASE Master Certified Technicians, and that's a big deal because that's like having a master's degree in auto repair. So at the same time, he knows right from wrong. So if you're anywhere near the area of I-17 in Deer Valley and you don't have a repair shop, call him up and get an oil change and see how they treat you. See how you blend together. And I'm quite sure you'll be happy with their honesty and their integrity and the quality of their work. All right, Action Auto Repair, I-17 in Deer Valley. Barb, you're up first. How can I help you? Hi, how are you? I'm good, Um, thank you. Well, good, thanks. So, you know, um, I just heard this morning that my granddaughter was having a problem with her car, and I'm I'm driving, and I put the radio on, and I hear you. So I think, wow, this is perfect. (laughs) And I've heard you before, so I know that you're very knowledgeable. She has... um, she has a 2006 uh, Suzuki. They don't make them anymore. And it's, I think the Grand Atari, Grand something is the model. I'm not sure if, it's, if I'm saying it right. That's it. Okay. Yeah, is that it, Grand Atari? Yep, yep. Well, anyway, she, you know, we had it checked out. We bought it from a friend of ours. We didn't pay a lot of money for it, but it was clean and, you know. And, um, you know, we brought it to a place and a couple of lights went on the engine light went on and but we we replaced everything that we thought was necessary and the engine light goes on and off but the car was working fine so now all of a sudden she says that um and it's been it's been laying a little bit she doesn't drive a lot at all so she says now when she puts it in reverse it stalls so um my daughter found out that when you have 60,000 miles you should I guess it's called an injector. Would that be correct? 
the, probably some kind of an injector cleaner? Yes, exactly. Okay. So she said, she, she said that after you do that, you're supposed to really drive it around, which now she's afraid to drive it because she's afraid it's going to stall out somewhere. Okay. So I wanted to ask you, um, who would be somebody that we could trust that could look at the car and, and uh, you know, be, be somewhat reasonable that, you know, we could trust that could, you know, look, look over the car and make sure that it's in good running condition. For her. Okay, that that's a bad idea. You can't take the car and expect the shop to be able to look into the future. So that oh, if well, I knew I mean, that, if I could do that. Oh, and, and and give it a general check over and let us know exactly. what needs to be now, uh, next month, and next year. Um, first exactly. of all, I'm kind of troubled about that you had a check engine light and you went and replaced a whole bunch of sensors. That was all money wasted. Then you talked about you had the check engine light come on afterwards, which means you never fixed the check engine light. And I suspect you went to the three-whiskered kid at the auto parts store. He pulled out a variety of codes. He said, this code's an oxygen sensor, you need that. This code's a temp sensor, and you need that. And nothing could be further from the truth. So the code tells you the problems in Ohio. It doesn't tell you where the city and the the street and the name of the street those are all important kind of things so okay. as far as the and, and let me tell you about the grand vitara do you know who owned a grand vitara and loved it no me it oh. was an all-wheel drive vehicle it was an all-wheel drive vehicle and we towed it behind our motorhome and it was a wonderful vehicle but you're right there's they're no make them anymore what part of town do you live in um she lives in avondale okay um, I'd probably go over to SNS Tire because they do more than tires, and I'd probably go talk to them and say to them, "Is this check engine light and general check over well within the area that you're comfortable with? And if not, who would you take your wife's car to?" Okay. Okay. That that's how you right. word it. And and if your daughter was needing car and it wasn't a car that you were really good in, where would you send your daughter? So that's what I do. Now, the general checkover is usually done when we do an oil change. So we usually look right. at the tires, the belts, the brakes, the hoses, the fluids, all that kind of stuff. But let's fix the real problem first. Let's go after this this drivability problem and this code. Let's figure it before we do anything else. That's what I would do. Okay? Okay. So right. let's start with S&S tires. Do you know where they are exactly? No. They're, they're just south... Uh, S&S Tire, they're just south of I-10 on Dysert. Okay, great. Okay. Well, thank you All so right. much. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Susan, you're up. Oh, wait, that was Susan. We're going to go. No, that, no, was, that Barb. was Barbara. Yeah. That was Barb. This is Susan. Go right ahead, ma'am. Yes. Hi. Hi. I've been listening to your show for a while. I find it very uh, helpful to me. I'm a single thank woman. You. And um, a couple weeks ago, you kind of did a long thing on synthetic oil versus regular oil i guess and my husband had always told me uh, we've always used synthetic oil so i took my car in i have a 2010 honda pilot okay and i took it in for an oil change because the little light comes on okay and um got it changed and got synthetic oil it said it was 5w-20 good engine oil okay i agree i agree it was their best it says best 5w20 anyway um but now it's been so and that was at one hundred and eight thousand miles 
So now at at exactly 5,000 miles, um, which the little sticker says that's when my next service should be, and it should have been on May 3rd of 2019. Um, so I haven't taken it in yet. I'm now at 114,000. But um, is, okay. is, does that just I, automatically get set for 5,000, or do I really need okay. an oil change? Or Okay. Well, the, the synthetic oil is capable of 10,000 miles easy. That's what I remember you said. Okay. Now we're 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 we got 2010 technology in your car, and the computer okay. is programmed to just turn on between three and five thousand miles. Okay. I want you to ignore the light. I want you to learn okay. how to just turn the light off. Okay, it will be something in your owner's manual that says you turn the key on, you honk the horn twice, you dave, you wave a dead chicken around your head three <laughs> times, and uh, turn okay. the radio on. And on. really and truly, it's a si- silly thing, but you can find it. Um, I want you to tell them from now on that you want them to add ten thousand miles to the existing mileage. So the sticker, you don't care about the date, the date on it. Right. Just, I want the miles. <laughs> the miles. So I want you to say I'm due ten thousand miles from Y one oh eight. So I want you to have that sticker say one eighteen. Now okay. that little sticker is mylar in your upper corner of your windshield, right? Right, right. So you you just peel it off there and put <laughs> your own mileage. Off, sure. there. <laughs> but just sure. write your own mileage over the top of it. Just put down uh, a one. You're at one hundred eight, so one hundred and eighteen k. Put that on it. Put it put it with a black magic marker and put it up in your windshield. Okay. All right, and then just turn off the light. There's be a procedure inside your car. Forget the the dead chicken. I'm teasing you. You know that. Okay, but yeah, I, okay. but I'm sure it's more complicated than it needs to be. But um, <laughs> okay, I just wanted to make sure that I had remembered because I didn't write it down, but I had remembered that you had said about ten thousand miles. So, yeah, ten to um, fifteen, and you're not the fifteen. I'm going to treat you like I'd, my, I I would one of my customers or my mother. I want you at 10. I don't want you to drag it out to 15. I want you at 10 okay. because your car is 19 year, or 9 years old. Yeah. Um, I, it's backward compatible. There's no problem. It's just that your car was not designed even with synthetic to go 15. So I'm drawing the line at 10 for you. Okay? Okay, great. Right, thank, thank you very you. much. All righty. Sitting here next to me is Flying Wingman is Alan. And um, there's going to be a guy, Alan is my son, he owns the performance side of our company. Um, he does diesels himself and does all kinds of fancy stuff. But there's going to be a guy that has a bunch of Cushman parts. Okay. You're going to give him the name on the business card of who I bought the Suburban from. Because those guys have a huge Cushman, Cushman background. Okay. okay. Remember? Yeah. Okay. And uh, his name is going to be, uh, hold on just a minute here, Cushman. His name's going to be Dick. Okay. And you're going to guide him to that machine shop. That uh, and their okay. father, I, you knew this. Their father was into rest, restoring old stuff, and Cushman was one of the things. So okay. you're going to do that. Right. Uh, we're going to take Dennis, and I have something else to talk to you about. Dennis, you're up. What can I do for you? Mark, good morning. Good morning, Mark. Um, I have a 2005 Chevy Tahoe with the Westies five three, the LS. Okay. And what I'm what I'm finding uh, those particular engines uh, have a. Uh, tendency for lifters to start going bad and start clicking. Yes. Um, so yeah. I, decided, I decided, it's not like the old days, I decided to uh, do it myself, so I dug into it, and lo and behold, you got to pull the heads off. Because, uh, yes. Lifters, <laughs> We're both shaking our heads. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I, uh, I prefer back in the 60s and 70s when you could do it a lot easier. But anyway, I got the heads off, and I said, well, what the heck? I had a, a shop that I've had some other engines. 
I took the heads up because they kind of specialize in that particular uh, engine to begin with. Got it back together, and prior to, to doing this, and, re, and all I was doing is replacing the lifters on it, prior to doing this, I had no oil usage whatsoever. And had the heads done, and uh, the car sets, the vehicle sets for, say, two nights. Come out, and started up, got a puff of white smoke. Okay, okay, okay. Blue white smoke. Something tells me it's a valve, a valve seal. Okay, well, let, let's back this train up. Um, okay. The lifters, uh, they're roller lifters, right, Alan? Correct. Yeah. Okay. First, we have to determine one thing very first. Do you have DOD on this vehicle? Or the or the active fuel oh. management? No, no, no. You do not have active fuel management? No. Sure. Okay. All right. But, but we've got camshaft problems and lifters yes. problems. Yes. And the camshaft problem and lifters problems, the lifters start the process... And they take the camshaft down, or is it the other way around? Um, it's it no, it's it, yeah, it's a combination of both. Okay, so we got roller lifters, as you well know, that ride on the camshaft lobes. What we end up doing well, is, is the car comes in, and it's got it, the, the the lobes are wiped out, and so are the lifters. Then you have to pull the whole front of the car, the engine apart, because the camshaft has to come out the front. And so right. you you went in there. If you'd have called me first, I would have said, "Don't do anything," because you don't have any symptoms. So I would have said to you not. To answer your question, this oil consumption problem belongs to somebody else. Okay? That's all there is to I it. Agree. And I we agree. don't wear we don't have a wear in procedure on valve guide seals or valve guides. So the guides are supposed to drip oil down in the guide to keep the valve lubricated. The seal's supposed to help control that oil. But if you got a blue smoke that you didn't have before, now where's it at? You got to drive it for a thousand miles. Then you got to pull all the spark plugs out, and you're going to find out which one it looks different than the rest. That's the area of concern. But this brought belongs to somebody else. Yeah, no, it's a it's a great shop, great people. I've dealt with. I, I was just thinking possibly, you know, one of the well, that's easy for everybody to say, but the repair is going to be pretty difficult. That head's probably going to have to come back off. And if you got a VAD valve guide seal, then yes, we have the equipment to air up the cylinder, unload the valve, take the spring off, put a new guide seal back on it, right. put it all back together. They can do that. You can't. And if you drop that valve down into that cylinder and you decide that you're a stud and you're going to do that, you're going to be in big trouble. So let yeah. let them do it. So that's that's what you got to do is you got to take it back to them and say I got a puff of blue smoke. I didn't have that before. Um, I've taken the plugs out. Number six seems to have a real dark consistency to it. That looks like that's the one. Is this something you want to look at? And and there there's no reason for them to say no. We don't want to look at it because they, this is only going to be a ring issue, and a ring issue would be all the time. Or this is going to be a valve guide, and you get the puff of blue smoke in the morning. So those are the only two possibilities, and it's going to be a valve guide. Anyway, got to run, but thank you very much. That's a good discussion, and that's a good technical discussion when we start talking about that kind of a – is that's a six-liter, right? No, 5.3. Five, 5.3. Three. Five, three. But okay. six-liters have the same problem. It's, yeah, that's what I, I was getting there, but you, you embarrassed me by correcting me in front of all my friends. <laughs> sort of the 4.8s. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the 4.8, the 5.3, and the six-liters six, all, six, all have the camshaft yeah. roller problem. Yeah. What's the estimate, real quick, on the repair of that? Uh, Between what and what? It, 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 
two and four grand okay. usually. All right, two to four thousand dollars. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. We've got lines open. There's five of them, so you're more than welcome to join us. And if you'll just give us the year making model and the symptoms, we'd be really happy. And then that way we can work with you. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.